It is Monday, December 18th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who won't admit to being the jolly fat man, but has been seen carrying around industrial-sized bags of Purina reindeer chow, J.P. Shatrick. It's that week, uh, in fact, and welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, and the first hour of Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on this Monday, December 18th. J.P. Shadrick coming up. Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco. We're at the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center recapping Ravens 23, Jaguars 7. Trevor Lawrence and the offense's performance in the game and now the health of the quarterback after the game in concussion protocol, all that coming up. The AFC South is a race to the finish. All three teams at the top are 8-6. and six. The Jaguars have the tiebreakers currently over the Texans and Colts. We'll get to that and the remaining schedules coming up. We'll keep it real. We usually do anyway, but I'm sure tonight it might get turned up a notch. Fanatics fan questions in the second hour. We're on Tintin XL AM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli here in Jacksonville, Pete Prisco down in South Florida, and missed opportunities. 0 for 3 in the red zone, two lost fumbles, two missed field goals, pre-snap penalties. And that was just in the first half, Pete. It was so bad. I mean, my gosh. that That's a game, at least you're in it. Uh, the field goal, okay, he's supposed to be a good kicker. You make your damn field goals. We know that. You guys know how I feel about kickers. Make your damn kicks. That's a, it's your only damn job in the game. Go make your kicks. You stand out there all day during practice. You lollygag around. Make your kicks. Uh, but the end of the half, I mean, that's QB coach 101, and they botched it. That that was so disappointing. You have to be able to – look, I know they say they go run a play. Spike the ball there. You get two shots into the end zone, and then then you kick your field goal. If you don't spike the ball and you go make that play, you can't allow the guy to get tackled in bounds. It was, it, look at that. That was 30 seconds, or what was it, 25 20. seconds when he yeah. landed. Yeah, that's right, 24. It's ridiculous. It mm-hmm. was just – and Trevor cannot throw the routes. I mean, if you go to the mirrored routes, there's nowhere to go with the football. Throw it into the crowd. It's just it's it's it was bad football at the end of the half. I mean, inexcusable should never happen. Good afternoon, Tony. Yeah, I, I, I'm exhausted. Um, I I was thinking about coming. <laughs> Not the show today, really? Yeah, because I'm not in a good mindset. Because you normally don't think about it. You just no, come I know. I just show, show up. And go. It's a mistake, and it's usually really good. It's a mistake. But now you've thought about this, which today. is a mistake, because that was a. This is a team that beats itself, and it's not going to win until it cleans that up. It's not good enough. The the false starts. Um, Turnovers, the lack of football awareness, situational football, um, missed tackles. Uh, I mean, just go. I mean, it's you got to be able to do the basics and not beat yourself before you're going to be have a chance to be a good team and, and win games. And the real frustrating thing is, in spite of all that. I mean, it's 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 ten seven. Yes. End of the third quarter. Yes. 
you know, Dwan Smoot has a chance to sack Lamar Jackson to make it like third and forever or whatever it was going to be. And instead, it's a jump ball that we have two guys and we don't get it. They make, I mean, give them credit. They made plays we didn't. Um, then you get him to second. And by the way, and then by you the get, way can I inter- get interrupt yeah. there? Collinsworth was going crazy for that play. It was a great play to get away from Dewan Smoot. Great play. But the throw should have been intercepted. Yes, it yeah. should have been intercepted. And then you get I a mean, penalty, and you get him to first, second and 16. There's five Jaguars around one tight end. He sticks it in there. Lamar played great. Good job. But it's just um, – you're talking about the touchdown to Likely, right? Yeah. The one in the middle. The, yeah. yeah. The Down, seam route. Seam route. Um, it, so, it's just end to half, Pete. I I agree with you. I would spike it. I don't think – I mean, it's a – he's still – Trevor's still a young quarterback. Obviously, we're not um, in a situation where you can just say, just go do what – they're trying to do. I mean, Doug's thinking there is let's go fast, catch him off guard, and go. Right. I'm not like he's not the only coach who thinks that. I disagree with it, but that's fine. That's a f- philosophical. I would spike yeah, I don't, it. I don't agree with it at all. I don't. But there's other Zero. people that. Just, right. There's other people, so I'm not gonna. I mean, that's a and Doug has won a Super Bowl. I have not. So no, but you can still criticize him for it. No, I I'm not I'm not gonna criticize him doing it. I disagree with that. What I criticize is if your guy isn't ready to do it. And doesn't understand, and the route combination makes no sense to me. Again, not an offensive coordinator. If anything, they're, they're if you got, errant routes. If you look at it, they were running I the know. same two routes on both sides. I it's get that. If anything, go like their man coverage. Go run a pick. If you want, because you see all the time in that formation, the outside guy runs up, makes the corner bubble over the top, and you try to hit that in the flat, and he turns the corner into the end zone. Yeah, but even if you hit that in the flat, there's always a chance he's getting tackled in bounds. Pete, my point is I wouldn't call it no matter what, but yeah. if you're going to do it, do that. Right. Correct. And – but if they called the play, or whoever called the play, maybe Trevor called. I don't know if that's the play that came in. Well, no he was idea. tapping his helmet as they came down the field. What, that must be a signal for something. Must to be go. like we're, we're going to go. Yeah, because it's not like he's running down the field, motioning no. and getting a play in his so ear. The, it must be much. something prepped. Yeah. you got to throw it into the first row. The pools. It's Put it not there. It's not open. You cannot make that throw. And that's on that's on Trevor. There's no question that's on Trevor. But he, as a veteran quarterback, a veteran quarterback has to throw that would throw that into the into the seats. But here's the problem with that. How many plays could you get if you spike the ball? Two. At you, least you right? spiked it with eleven seconds. You could have spiked that. You could have spiked that with probably. Okay. Well, but he had to make 15. sure he gets. He had to make sure everyone gets lined up. Let's say it's twelve seconds. 15. Okay. Okay. Twelve. Twelve. You would have had two shots. At two the shots at the end zone. Each play is going to take four seconds. Five X. And then you kick your field. Then goal. you kick a field goal if you don't get it. So, yeah. so that that part of it is on the coaching staff. The but, second part of it is on Trevor. Right, and I'm not going to. De- I would never debate. Like, I mean, I think you guys know this. Whatever I say here, I'd say right to the person. And I wouldn't debate Doug on this point because his experience and the way he wants oh, to play. Yes, you would. No, my point is I would say I disagree. I would do this, but you're the head coach. Like, yeah, I, yeah but you can debate it, Tony. No, debate but Pete, my point wrong. is, Pete, my point is they have a philosophy, and a lot of coaches have the philosophy. And just because I disagree with it, it's not one's right and one's wrong. 
that philosophy's not wrong. You could score from either philosophy. That's my point. Yeah. But you better if you're going to go you better da- score from either if philosophy. If you're going to go down the right. route that Doug is going to go down, and he's decided, which is fine, it's he's the head coach. You better make sure your quarterback understands. If it's not there, you throw it into the. If he's not walking into the end zone, throw it in the first stand in the first row. And I'll go back well, to two I'll, years, Pete. I'll go back to two years ago. I was do. Uh, I think it was two years ago. Chiefs, Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Chiefs are dominating AFC title game, dominating the first half. Bengals are on the ropes. They have a chance to go make it a three score game. It's first and goal with no timeouts in like five seconds, and they're going to run it from the two yard line and try to get in. You know what they did? They ran a similar play to the flat to Tyree Kill. He got tackled on the one. And I said on the air, I'm like, you cannot call that play and throw that play unless Tyree kills by himself in the flat. You can't risk. You kick the field goal, or if you want to do a quick hit or you try to throw it in the end zone, if it's not there, then you kick the field goal. They had less time. They had like four yeah. or five seconds. I feel no different now. You, like, that's not, I, I just, you can't beat yourself. You're not good enough. I'll go back even further. It's three nothing. Three nothing. We are down first and ten. I want to say from the twelve yard line. Or maybe it was the ten it was twelve yard line, I believe. First down, handed Travis. Anton Harrison gets overwhelmed by Urban. Two yard loss. Okay, second and twelve. Fine. Whatever. Right. Uh false start on Evan Ingram. Okay, great. This is going great. We're going backwards. But it's 3 nothing. Now it's second and 17. Okay? Trevor draws back, throws a beautiful ball to Parker Washington. It would have made it about third and four or five. And that third and mid. It goes right through Parker's hands. Like, he did, like he's never caught the football in his life before. Uncontested. And then now it's third and 17. Nothing's there. Trevor runs around. There's four, three or four Ravens sitting there. I'm not, I still don't know what he was trying to accomplish. Yeah. And nobody was open. No, nobody I'm not saying – I'm not faulting him for not throwing it. There's no one open. But I'm just, like, what are you trying to accomplish? The well, play's over. Third and 17. You're, you're going to get hammered. The only things that can happen at this right. point are bad things. It's right here. Right. Third, He's running around. You know look at look it. There's three Ravens surrounding him. There's, you know what he was thinking? What's he, he thinking? Want McManus, he wanted to get more yards because he wanted McManus to miss another field goal. It was a chip shot, Pete. <laughs> I'm kidding. I like. I was I, like I, watching. I, I'm I mean, like, look, just slide, just slide, get down. It just slipped out of his hand. I, I set that aside. I think he is trying to get down, Tony, and he's trying. No, to he's not, Pete. No, he's not. Nope, I'm not watching it right. He's shot. not. You're right. You're right. Get he's down. If they kick the field goal, there it's three, three. Three, yeah, two, three. Yeah, that's that's, that's I, like I just that's, go through this. Like the fifty yarder McManus misses, it bounces off. I think the wind probably pushed it a little yeah, bit. Sure. Okay, that happens. The second one the same. It was way. a fifty seven yarder, the second one. Second I, one the second one he yanked. He yanked. Or fifty five, sorry. Fifty five the second one. Okay, like that, a lot of guys are gonna miss that field goal. I'm not okay, whatever. I mean, Harbaugh passed on a 56 with yeah, the greatest kicker in the history of the game. That's right. It was windy, it was cold. Like, okay, I get it. Those things happen. But what can happen is not having good situational football and you cannot 
when there's plays to be made, not make them, and you can't fumble the ball. You just can't. You cannot have a disregard for the football. And this team on offense has a disregard for the football. I mean – Callous disregard. And I'm not saying they go into the game, but it's a trend. It's It's where it's going. With all that said, I've had enough today, too, of like I'm I am in January. I might start today. Really? What, what is I, where do, you... I think I'm getting off social media what, and stop. stop listening to sports talk radio. Oh, that's yeah. probably a good idea. I'm going to do both. And, sports talk radio. And, gonna and I'm going to get off all my text threads with all my idiot friends. You're just going out in the. I think nowhere. I'm going. I think I'm going old you know school why? dark. Because the idiot friends are probably right. And you don't want to admit it. Oh, they're right. Trevor's no, a not, Trevor's a bust. You're defending Doug, not no. spiking the okay, football. Okay, let me ask you. Let me so say, we're like, like this is what I've seen on social media. I've seen one local media number. I'm not going to bring up his name. Bring what up. It, what does the name begin with? Bring up that Gardner Minshew beat the Ravens earlier in the year in Baltimore. What does that have to do with anything? Are you saying you'd rather have Gardner Minshew than Trevor Lawrence? I need you to name names. Is that what you're saying? Who, uh, Trevor's this? a bust. Trevor's no good. I'm starting to well, rethink Trevor. That's, Tre- that's like, absurd. It's that's absurd. absurd. Trevor played terrible yesterday. Yeah. He had a bad he, game. You know what? He didn't play terrible. He, he, he just, missed he made, yes, he missed a bunch of stuff early. He was high. Yeah, it wasn't He, he uh, was behind on guys. That like I have high expectations for Trevor. I don't think he had a good football game. I don't think the situational I don't, awareness. I don't, think he was, I don't think he was awful, though. Okay, I, mean, I think he was bad. You know, like, here we are sitting here, Ray, everybody's at the MVP, the MVP. Compare their two data points. Compare the numbers. Pete, he had two fumbles. Right. He had bad situation awareness, and he was inaccurate. I'm just telling yeah, you I mean, this. It was great. I'm not saying, I'm I think, not saying it was great. With that said, I will go to war with Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback. And anyone well, you might, might be going to war without him this week. I know that. If anyone, I am like, are you kidding me? Your takeaway from this team and this season so far is that Trevor Lawrence can't play, and you want to bring up Gardner Minshew? Like, I need you to name names. Like, like, stop. Throw the name out. Name a name. I'm not naming names. Tony, name the name. No, I did this. All, I said this Twitter, a couple years ago, and I killed my poor friend Hayes Carline on this show. You named his name, and I, and I love Hayes, and and I just won't do that again. It's not Hayes, is it? It is not Hayes. Okay. Can, and can I, I like the person I, who did it. One thing, real quick. Can you do one thing, real quick? Show me the play where, if we can see it, where he tried to hit the out of bounds play at the end of the half. I just want to see how much time was left when he fell out of bounds. Was there 10 seconds left? When who fell out of no, bounds? Uh, when the tackle was made? When he got tackled out of bounds. Yeah, when the, the tackle's made. There, I think there's probably six, six or seven. Two. Six. So he would have, he definitely, if he spikes it, he definitely has two more plays. They got yes. to the line at 15. Three yeah. more plays. Yeah, he, he has had, three more plays. At least two. Okay, so situationally. So he, gets, he, he gets tackled at eight seconds. He, Doug Peterson blew that. Okay, there's no there's no sugarcoating it. Doug Peterson is the head coach. He's ultimately responsible for the situation. He blew it. Then Trevor blew it by throwing it to a guy who's not getting out of bounds, who's not in the end zone. So they both blew it. That's that's three points off the board, maybe seven because of their situational football. And I get Tony, I get your your theory on coaches like to go fast. Maybe you get them. 
But you also have to look at it from this standpoint. What gives me the best chance to get the most plays? Pete, he obviously felt like that did. I agree with you. I don't want to I don't I really don't want to debate this with you cuz I agree with you. I would have spiked it. My only point at all I'm bringing up and I'm not trying to protect Doug. I would have I I would have no problem having this conversation with Doug. That's why I'm saying it on there. I don't say anything on the air that I wouldn't say to the individual. My point is it'd be pointless to debate because his philosophy is to go fast. And I and just because I disagree with somebody, I'm like, okay, I, I, I see your perspective. I just, I would do it differently. Does it make one right or the other one wrong? Well, his, his philosophy is also to go for it in certain, certain situations, and, and the majority of the time he's been wrong in them. Pete, he's been right a lot, and he's won a Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that gives. I get you, I'm not saying that gives coach. you a. I'm not saying I, I'm, it, but that doesn't mean situationally everything he does is right. I'm not either. saying that, and we point out a lot of stuff you and I disagree with, and sometimes I don't think it's a matter of opinion. In this one, I actually think, even though I agree a thousand percent with you, Pete, I would have spiked it. I don't think it's like a black and white issue. I think like both philosophies have worked in the past. Correct. What did you guys used to do back in the day in that situation? I was. I, that's a great question, Pete. I, I'm. I think I, I'm not. I'm percent sure we would have spiked it there, but yeah. I'm, I can't. I, I actually, I know we would have spiked it because we never worked on a. Just like we we didn't have a play in yeah. to go to. Yeah, uh, you would have spiked. I think yeah. I remember you guys actually did spike it a bunch, and, and, and that's what I would do. I mean, it, it gives you more. It calms it down. It gives you more. If, what happens if you're? Here's my always my philosophy on that. If you're trying to get lined up, and somebody isn't set, it's a 10 second runoff, and you're done anyways. That's right. So but, always spike it. You always spike it. So just to be clear, Pete, you would have spiked it. I'm kidding, of course. We're back in a moment. We've got plenty more on the offense yesterday. Uh, the defense overall played well enough to keep them close in the game. We'll get to that a little bit later. Of course, the second hour, keeping it real and Fanatics fan questions. Jags fans want customized Jags furniture for your home? Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair furniture for fans. We've got an hour and 20 minutes left on the show. We're going to get a name out of you, Tony, before this night is over. He's not going to say it, he says. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. This is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans. Control what you can control. Right. And um, that, that's just what we have to do. And, and, and it's not a situation where I think one of the reporters last night asked me, you know, are you are you gripping the bat too tight? You know, we can't do that. You know, we can't um, we can't begin to panic, begin to press. Um, we got to continue to play, practice hard and, and make a conscious effort to correct the things we can that's head coach Doug Peterson today in his day after press conference after the Jaguars lost to the Ravens 23-7. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli here in Jacksonville at the Miller Electric Center in the Hyundai Studios. Pete Prisco with us down in South Florida. 
And, you know, obviously after the game, Trevor Lawrence self-reported the concussion symptoms and is now in the concussion protocol for the NFL. And on top of that, just moments ago, Tom Palacero of NFL Network tweeting that – or posting on X – that the Patriots claimed quarterback Nathan Rourke off waivers from the Jaguars because he was on the regular roster after last week's game, going into last week's game, to be the emergency third quarterback in the Browns game. You have to be on the active roster for that. He stayed on the active roster all week, and he was waived to make room for Jamal Agnew to come off the injury list, and he didn't clear waivers, so the Patriots have claimed him. And if that goes through, and uh, hey, guess what? The Jaguars would have only C.J. Beathard in the quarterback room now. Yeah, you go find one. Yeah, but if you're playing that third, if you playing that third guy, you're in trouble anyway. No, but Pete, if Trevor can't go and Beathard has an injury, yeah, he's on the list as well. He's not 100. percent And now you're going to go in with one quarterback who knows the offense. Well, is there anybody that they've had around here that knows the offense? No, they had three in camp. They had right? Three in camp, and now two could not be available this week. Have they had any others in the last couple of years for with that, that no go get Nick Foles? <laughs> Foles and <laughs> what? I mean, he knows the offense. <laughs> yeah. How funny would that be? <laughs> oh, it'd be hilarious, Pete. I'm just I can't stop laughing. Um But he does know he does know Doug Peterson's offense, doesn't he? You would think. I'm assuming it's the same verbiage from the Eagles. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm assuming. That's where the state of affairs are right now. You know, this, uh, we'll get to the defense <laughs> in just a little bit. Um, but the wide receiver room, obviously, was banged up going into the game. Christian Kirk's still on the injury list for another couple weeks at least. Zay Jones comes out of the game with a hamstring injury. That didn't sound positive today from the head coach no, either. No, he's – come on, no. Hammy. Um, so, at least for this week. So, uh, all right. Uh, where are they – at wide receiver, right? Calvin Ridley's performance was 12 targets, five catches in the game. Should have had a touchdown on the in the back of the end zone. Yeah, they. Pete, what was your take on that? That was a touchdown. I thought it I was don't, too. I don't the know only, why they didn't over, overturn that? The only thing I thought, and I said this in the air, is like if you do on the reverse view, were they arguing that is kind of his rear end was on right, the, his butt uh, his butt was right. on the white that's the only thing i could say okay it didn't look like it on i, I didn't play, th- though. i didn't think it was but looking at it and the fact that they had called it incomplete on the field was it too close for them to overturn it that's the only thing i thought it was a catch but it was it would have been a great catch too by the way because i don't know how tipped. trevor fit that in there yeah. and he yeah, got how tipped. did he fit it in there that why is he going there there's no room there um, he wasn't open. No, he was not open. Um, They're never open, by the way. Can I say that? Yesterday they were not. Uh, the Ravens have a good defense, good secondary, and there was not a lot of space. And, and then when they ran, they, they were doing their – when they were playing zone, Tony, they were running into the man again. There was not a lot of space, Pete. Um, How do they get back to finding space in the passing game? Uh – I don't know. Hope there's hope there's bust like there was when Agnew had the long. <laughs> you know those the, the throw to Agnew, the touchdown. Trevor looks ten times more comfortable when he half boots and sets his feet and fires across the other side of the field. He just does. It, they don't throw to the middle. The, the, why don't they? They went to Farrell in the middle of the field and he threw a great ball in there and then they stopped going there. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Pete. But I just know this. It's a beat-up position group. It's a beat-up team, frankly. Um, so and, is everybody, Tony. No, I know that. But, th- I mean, key guys. Pete, you know how injuries go in this league. Everyone's going to have them. You just got to hope it's not to your key guys. Okay, but the Ravens don't have their starting running back. They don't have Mark Andrews, who's the big focal point of their offense either. I mean, that that's enormous. Pete, I'm not that. making excuses. I'm just saying – this team yeah, I know. It, it, is, this year it seems like it's worse across the league, not just here, but Jacksonville's had their fair share at one position. This team is without their starting safety, their starting corner, their starting left tackle, their number one receiver. And, yeah. I mean, I'm just – that's but, a fact. No, I get it, but, okay, I can go to since, uh, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's playing without their starting Pete, two offensive not, tackles. Nick Chubb, their starting quarterback, and they're down to their fourth quarterback, and they beat them last week. I mean, they, you can do that around the world. Pete, I'm not trying to say the Jaguars are in the worst situation of my goodness. Are you just in a mood to argue with everything no, that is said I'm today? Just pointing out facts. I today. get the facts. My point was not that they're more injured than anyone else. I'm saying they're missing key guys on a team that's not like uber de- deep with talent, with big time well, players. Okay, Tony, but now. That- Receivers are banged up. Don't you have to do different things to try and get guys open? Like what? Like what, Pete? Because I've watched them do a lot of things. They can't run the ball. It's hard to get guys open when you can't run the ball. So play-action pass. Or did they abandon the run too early? Because they ran it early in the game. But then late, they did not. After the first quarter, quarter and a half, they did not. And part of the reason I think they did not get as many rushes, and maybe Preston needs to call more of it. I'm not saying he doesn't is they were 3-for-13 on third down. It's hard to stay on the field and put drives together and run the ball when you're terrible on third down. If you're going to run the ball, Pete, if you're going to stick to – hold on. to get in the rhythm. Hold on, Pete. If you're going to stick to the run, guess what you have to be able to do? You have to be able to convert third and three, third and four. And if you don't convert that, then you can't stick to it. And if you don't run, you don't get to third and three because you're third and ten. But let me ask you this. That play we just showed where Bigsby comes in and gets tackled from behind, didn't they just complete a pass down the field? They seemed like they were getting it. Like, go, go, don't go. Why did you go? You got to make your mind up. A second ago you said, why did they abandon the run? And now you're saying, why did they abandon the run? Throw it. You can run it when you're running it, and you can, but you don't have to. There's no book out there that says, oh, I just completed a 25-yard pass. Let me get Bigsby in the game, and we'll run it so we can have second and 12 on the next play. No, there's no book on that. And and by the way, you you want me to get started on the pop-up bubble screens that they threw last night? Sure, why not? I think you just did. Well, I mean, how many how many do you know how many there, there were six of them, I think. I didn't keep six. score. Go ahead. They they're too horizontal. Tony's got his hand on his head. What's the matter, Tony? Yeah, his head hurts, I think. But you're giving me a headache, Pete. Um I'm not giving you a headache because you're agreeing with me. That's I, why. Don't, I, I, I go back to what I've said all year. If you struggle to hold up and your quarterback, you can't run the ball consistently, and I'm not saying they didn't do some good things early, and I thought Travis looked better, more explosive. But when you can't do it consistently and you don't want to drop back 500 times to get your quarterback's head knocked off with the, the leading team in uh, sacks – on a beat-up offensive line, you had a left tackle that had one leg. And you could see it from the first snap. He couldn't sit down. You had a left guard who was playing on a bad knee. And you could tell and, he didn't have and it. Played well by, he played well, by the way. He, for, he, uh, I give, he sucked it up. But like, what else do you want them to do? 
So you can't just drop back, hold the ball, and take vertical shots all day. No, because I'm you not, don't. That's because guess where? Saying. Guess where most of but your down. You hold one, on. Guess go. where most. Guess where most of your downfield shots come off of a lot of times? Off the play action pass. Yeah. We're not I, running I the ball. That. And so guess what they do? They use the bubble screen as a run play. It's a run play. It's all it is. They're trying to get it out of their hands, get it to a playmaker in space, and see if he can get four yards. That's all they're doing. And maybe he'll break one every once in a while. But but they even ran it when they're outflanked on that side. They've run it into it. I'm not saying that, Pete. I get it. I don't love the play either. I'm just saying everyone has an answer. You have to look at reality of what you have and your, what you're playing with. Do, do you ever feel like this season, aside from maybe a game or two, that this offense has been in any sort of rhythm, whether they're running it or throwing it, play calling-wise? Buffalo. I mean, yeah, there's been Maybe times. Buffalo. Yeah, there's been a couple games. Yeah, but they ran well against Buffalo. Not just running it. I'm just saying the offense. But Trevor had whole, big throws as well. It, whatever. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that. Well, that's the first one that popped in my head. Pete, I mean, I. I, I mean, like, look, this play here. This is a run and play. Look what. Run that back again. Look what the center's doing on that play. I, I, the, I, the, I, don't, I don't have the energy for that one today. Uh, like, we know, Pete. I'm with you, by the way. <laughs> Like, okay, it, but do you make a change, Tony? To who? Obviously, I don't they, know. okay, that's my point. Okay, then, the, then the, if you can't, if your starting center can't get pushed in the run game, and you have nobody to go to, then then there's fatal flaw in plan of building the team. Pete, let me just ask you this question: This offense last year, were they a juggernaut last year? I wouldn't call him a juggernaut. But were they? But uh, okay, is there much difference between this offense last year and this year? Yeah, the answer is no. Was... It's about this. It's about. The, I mean, they maybe. You know, they're, they're like part of the reason we're seeing this now. They're playing good defenses every week. They didn't. You know, go look at the defenses they played last year down the stretch. Yeah, they didn't play this this caliber of defense. Okay, so that's one. Two. What changes? What's like, there's no change in personnel from last year's team to this team. It's the same exact team. They made a bet in the offseason. This is what the bet. I'm not, like, this is Trent's decision. Trent and Doug made a bet that the same team they rolled out last year was going to get better, I would argue, on defense. They lost a key component, but forget that. But the, the, the guys from year from last year from 2022 uh, we're all going to get better in 2023 because the only change substantial change on this team is the addition of Calvin Ridley that is it they basically traded Calvin Ridley out for Marvin Jones the new right tackle it's the same thing they had Juwan Taylor, who was their best offensive lineman last year. They didn't sign him. They went and replaced him with another guy who's a right tackle. And he's, and he's just – and he's not any – Juwan Taylor this year compared to Juwan Taylor last year. Juwan Taylor was much better last year. And so – and Harrison's not a significant drop-off from Juwan Taylor. No, but so, like – so they made a bet. And the reality is this offense is no better. And the defense outside of Josh Allen – is it putting up any better numbers? 
taking well, the ball Darius away. Williams has played better. I Dar- mean, guys have played better. Yeah. Darius has played like a few I, 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 I'm guys. talking as a group. A few individuals oh, as a group. have played well. As I'm just, a group. I, I mean, I, I would agree with you. There's not like, yeah. Well, I mean, you drafted a, a blocking tight end and a, um, and a running back in two and three, and they do nothing. There, well, there's you, part of your problem. Your blocking tight end has not been a big, significant. Uh, Brenton Strange has not been a significant part of this offense. Been out for three weeks, and he's been out for three weeks. Tank and Bigby has been has barely, done, barely on the field. Barely on the field. So my point is saying that I'm not taking any shots at Trent or Doug. I'm just saying that's reality. That's the bet you made, and it's you're looking at a very similar kind of situation. Now, they don't and I sent this tweet out last night, Tony, and you you would know better than me because you were in there. They don't play tough. Pete, we've been saying this forever. I mean, not forever. This year, quite a bit. Seems like forever. It just seems like a long time. And we, it's not. We're not a physical team. We've been physical on defense at times. We were much better at the beginning of the year against run, and so they played tough. As of late, overall, now we I guess we did good against Cleveland. To be fair, stopping the run, but you wouldn't, you don't line up and come into the stadium and watch the tape of our team and say, "Boy, they are physical." Correct. And I think a lot of that, and I'm a big believer, is that the offensive line sets the tone of physicality for a football team. And we're not a physical offensive line. We're just not. We are a position block. We're not powerful. We don't move people. But, I mean, but Tony, aside from Trent Williams in San Francisco, are they a physical Yes, offensive they come line? off the ball. They go downhill. They run inside, outside zone. They, I mean, everything's off. I know plastic. the offense. I mean, but the players themselves. Yes. It's not like it, it, it's, it's yeah. how you play. It's not just, it's the players and then how you call the, play the game. They're a physical, they're a physical unit and they have a physical D line. Hmm. They're really physical on the defensive side. Of well, I mean, they're, they're, they're physical. It's a physical team. They beat you up when you play them. Like, nobody ever said, nobody says that about Jacksonville on either side of the ball. No, if you look at the Baltimore Ravens last night, they're a big, phys- they're a big, they have big bodies. They're big. Yep. They're physical. Yep. Hey, we, we got to take a break. Okay. We'll come back more on the physicality or lack thereof a little bit later. We'll come back to that because that seems like a prevailing theme all season we got to get to that Uh, we'll come back and get into the Jaguars defensive performance last night though against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense second hour we'll keep it real and the Fanatics fan questions this is Jaguars happy hour presented by Jet Home Loans season left uh, we, we fighters will find a way just know it's uh, you know got to keep working to find these wins uh, never never easy it's the NFL never easy uh, every team is competitive uh, we're a competitive team too so get back to what makes us successful uh, put our best foot forward we got to keep being positive in the locker room and uh, we got to work to win we got to know that Sfoyer Lucan, the Jaguars inside linebacker and welcome back it's Jaguars happy hour presented by Jet Home Loans JP Shadrick Tony Vaselli in Jacksonville, Pete Briscoe down in South Florida. And join us celebrating the best fans in the league Sunday, December 31st, New Year's Eve for the Fan Appreciation Game. The Jaguars entertain the Carolina Panthers. Go to jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. 
Jaguars Happy Hour, 1010XLAM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. And uh, for a few moments here, let's get into this Jaguars defensive performance yesterday. I mean, overall, they allowed 23 points in the game. and 250-plus yards rushing. Yeah, a lot of that was late in the game. Right? <laughs> okay, when okay, you, but when the you, point when is – When you have to get stops. They JP, gave up 10 points in the first half. I get They kept that. the game close. I There's no doubt – This is, but this is what happens. Uh, to, to your point, in fairness – I agree with you. From an individual unit like, perspective. From, like for three quarters, they hung in there yeah. and were battling. And it was 10 nothing, and had chance. I mean, so yes. It didn't look like a 250-yard rushing performance. Tony, I know what you're talking about. Usually when a team's grinding on you, grinding on you, and grinding on you, it didn't look like, feel like that. Yeah, but that's what. That's what the teams like the Ravens do, Pete. Yes, the, the rush, I agree. The rush game is not a situation where – you know, you start off and it's like, oh, you know, we're just five yards a pop from the get-go. It's it's body blows. It's it's hitting you downhill. It's continuous. It's converting a third down. It's coming and going. And it's just – and then in the fourth quarter, the dam breaks. And that's what happened. The dam broke in the fourth quarter. Um, but, yes, so in fairness, JP, you're, I think you're correct. I mean, they had – 42 rushes. Now, 12 of those are Lamar Jackson. That's 30 rushes by their backs. We had 13. By the backs. By the backs. Yeah. They had 251. We had 75. It's hard to win a football game when you can't stop the run and you can't run the ball. That goes back to the physical nature. Now, did I think they had a good game plan? And did they... Were they in there fighting their tails off? Absolutely. For three quarters. You got to do it for four. Now, did they get any help from their offense at all? Zero. Zero. Their offense couldn't convert third downs. They couldn't stay on the field. So, and even, even when they missed the field goals, right? They, the Ravens got the ball at midfield, short field. They got off the field both times. They played their tails off. And they did a pretty good job in third down, too. They're five for 12, the Ravens were. It's not like outstanding, but it's good, good football. And so, I, I, Pete, I, I know what you're saying. It didn't feel like 251 until you watched the fourth quarter and they were just going. Here's 10, here's 12, here's, you know. And it was just, it's a shame that little runner got hurt, man. He's a good player. Done for the year, right, Pete? Yeah, he's done for the year. ACL. I loved him. He was one of my favorite guys in the draft. And, um, I, he, you know, I always have that team of guys I like better than the scouts, and he was on there. I, I hated to see that, I, because he's got some juice, man. He can go. A- ACL, correct, Pete? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, That's bad. It's the way it happened is like his leg. Did you see how it happened? He hyperextended like, it. Yeah. 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 It's mm. a t- it's a tough deal. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, the question you ask yourself: Did the defense play winning football? For three quarters, no doubt about it. Um, and you they actually are, did a really good job in the secondary, I thought, covering people, except for that one bust and um, on the tight, you know, the one you talked about on the tight. Yeah, end and they just—I mean, it was a good throw, good route, good scheme. I think it was either Brown or Jenkins was supposed to be on him. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I really don't know, but so I, yeah, overall, the defense played their tails off. 
I mean, they were physical. I thought Trayvon was Trayvon played a good game. He was physical, flying around. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson's tough to deal with. He's tough to get on the ground. He's, 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 he's he might, so, that might have been his best best game. I thought. Tony. Yeah, he, he's he, he's just, oh Trayvon. Yeah, yeah. He um, was tough. I mean, he was, Tony's right. He was knocking people back, and the, you know those tackles aren't bad. He knocked them back a couple times. Yeah, I thought both know? and Josh was knocking Staley back. Um, By the way, on the uh, and again, this is nitpicking on my part, but you you know on the pass to Kohler down to the goal line, you know who was in coverage on that play, don't you? Josh Allen. Yeah, I I hate that. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, defense. I mean. Great effort, just and and I get it. But if you want to be a great defense, a game like that, you make sure it's ten seven, and you give your your offense every opportunity till the last possible second. And that's and by the way, that is really hard to do because that's a good Ravens team. Yeah. Um, and and, Lamar- I, and I did think overall, setting aside the two fifty one, which I mean it's two fifty one, it's two fifty one. Um, I always laugh at defensive coaches say, yeah, but if you take away the quarterback and you take away <laughs> those four plays, it's not bad. Um, but the defense showed up. I'll say that. They showed up Sunday night football. They were ready to go. They had a good plan. They were flying around. Um, it's, it's just it, so hard to, it, to it, spy him and yeah. get him on the – I mean, they used Chase on as a spy a couple times. Yeah. And I thought they had a good plan. Just, it's just hard yeah. when you're getting nothing from your offense. But this, I mean, like that play was killer right there. That was a third. That was third and ten too when they went and scored their first touchdown. Nothing phases Lamar. Like he can have things breaking down in the pocket. He just steps or slides or moves up, and then all of a sudden he flicks his wrist and he's got fifteen yards. Pete, I mean, JP, I know Pete, you're old enough. Were you old enough when there was Tecmo Bowl around? Oh yes. He, remember, like Bo Jackson, uh, there was could, the one play yeah. you couldn't stop. You couldn't stop. It him. was literally programmed to not stop. You couldn't stop him. It's like that's yeah. what I felt like last night with Lamar. Hey, let's come back. We yeah, got to get into special and how do you teams. Play him? That's another thing we can talk about too is how they played him because I thought they did have a good plan, but it's still impossible to keep him contained. Yeah, impossible. He's, he's tough. He's so good. Uh, we're back in a moment. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, look no further than Ford F-150, loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate. Work, play and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. I mean, it's gonna happen. It's, It's hard to win in the NFL. Um, especially this late in the season, you know, every team we just played is fighting for playoff spots. I mean, obviously Baltimore's in a little, little different situation, but I mean, it's hard to win this league, especially in November and December, because um, everybody's trying to get playoff position. Um, that's just when we got to be a little bit more urgent and a little bit more consistent and and just take care of the ball a little bit better. A uh, bright spot from yesterday. Jamal Agnew back from the injured list, coming off a shoulder issue. Welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco winding down the opening hour. In hour two, we will get some Fanatics fan questions and keep it real, as we always do. But Agnew, of course, made an instant difference. A punt return for, what, 17 yards, three kickoff returns for an average of just over 30 yards per return. Uh, not much to show for any of those after the the field position, and he did score the only Jaguars points of the game on the deep touchdown. So, 
Agnew's back. He played great. He did. I'll tell you this. I might if I, I might tell Agnew stand at stand five year, yards deep in the end zone, and if you can catch it, if it's in front of you, take it out. Green light. Green light. Why not? Right. Green light. Because he is. Yeah, he'll he'll get tackled short of the twenty five a few times, but he also has, he has a chance to take it to the house, or at least give you great field position. He is he is really good at what he does. He's very good. He is very and, good. And, and I like seeing him go deep. Yeah. I, I, now, he's going to have to play a much bigger role moving forward. It'll be interesting how he handles it because he's not a natural receiver. He's, you know, he was he's a dra- defensive back. He was drafted as a corner, became a return specialist, just outstanding. And then last year he was more of a – like a – Swiss Army knife, gimmick. gadget, gadget player, gimmick, gimmick, yeah, like, gimmick. Like jet sweeps, do different things. And I know, I mean, he, you know, would love be out there as much as he can. I wonder how much he's progressed from last year to this year as a pure route running receiver. Well, like, I, this I one was a, this one was a bust. But you, you know what I liked about it, Tony? He gets his head around right now. There it is. Well, here's the thing: that guy's not running with him, even if he tries to carry him. No. Um, that's I, the good thing. He still has the juice, even after the injuries and stuff. You know yeah, he mean? has He's juice. Still- It'd be interesting to see what they, how they use him, and is he ready as a receiver? I know he's ready physically. I mean, he's mm-hmm. and mentally, he's a tough, tough dude. Is he ready from a game plan, game book, technique, like? Running routes is like you have. It's not like hey, it's not like we're just going to play backyard. Just say go up ten and break it out, run it down and out. It's like you have to understand coverage. I mean spots. I mean it's a lot of timing. Where is he at in that progression? We're gonna find out because they need him. They they need him in a big way offensively moving forward with you know Kirk on IR. Nothing official. My guess is based on the injury that Zay. Um, isn't going to be ready for Tampa. And so now you're looking at Ridley, um, Parker the Washington. The, bo- the kid who dropped uh, the ball, what's Parker. his name? Oh, uh, oh, you're thinking of uh, 14. Uh, uh, Elijah uh, Cooks. Elijah Cooks. Yeah, Cooks. And uh, and Jones. And Evan Ingram. Well, he's a tight end. I'm, just, I'm thinking but pure receiver. you could use him more as a receiver. You're going to have to. Is there anybody else? Who do they have on that practice squad? Do they have anybody on there? Because they're gonna have to add one. There's a couple guys. They got, they got. Um, we'll come back in the second hour and get to this fully. But uh, they've got Jacob Harris. They've got Seth Williams at wide receiver on the practice squad. Somebody's gonna have to come up. We're back in a moment. Second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour right around the corner. We will get to the Fanatics fan questions. We'll keep it real because we haven't already. After a Jaguars loss to the Ravens, 23-7, the first hour of Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans. We feel like we're still a good football team, and, and we've, we play like it at times, right? Um, it's just at times we, we don't look very good. You know, and, and last night was uh, offensively didn't look very good at times. 
but but there were moments of of you know you can kind of play with anybody. Head coach Doug Peterson today, and welcome back. It's the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Mister Chubby's Wings. JP Shadrick with Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. We're at the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center in Jacksonville. Pete Prisco, CBS Sports senior writer down in South Florida. We're recapping the Jaguars' loss to the Baltimore Ravens, 23-7, the final score on Sunday night football. The Jaguars' first appearance on Sunday night since 2008. The Jags have now dropped their third consecutive game. Trevor Lawrence lost two fumbles. The Jags were 0-3 in the red zone, including a point-blank chance in the final seconds of the first half. When Parker Washington was tackled in bounds and the clock ran out, and the Jaguars missed two field goals as well. After the game, Lawrence ended up in the league's concussion protocol. No updates today from the head coach. Jags defense, for the most part, kept the game close. Lamar Jackson got his yardage on the ground. Tight ends were hurt. I uh, actually hurt the Jags most of the night. They uh, ran the ball a lot late on the Jaguars' defense. The Jaguars are now tied for first place in the AFC South at 8-6 and six with the Texans and Colts. But the Jaguars do hold the head-to-head tiebreakers with each. No room for error, though. The Texans and Colts do play each other in Week 18. And a lot of questions about this team now and the ability to finish with three straight losses against the AFC North now. And now back-to-back games against the NFC South coming up. The Buccaneers this week, one of those first-place teams in that division, and then a home game against the Carolina Panthers. That's the state of affairs on this Monday after Week 15. Going into Week 16, it's Christmas week, and uh, there's coal in the stocking right now. Yeah, the only thing I'd add, uh, JP, is for all those not familiar with the – we have the tiebreaker right now, and we are the one team of the eight and six teams in the AFC South that control their own destiny. Correct. And so if we win every game. Nobody can overtake. Right. Now, I think the Colts probably – I think the Colts and Houston both control their own destiny for a wild card. I think if they get to 11 and 6. Because they play each other the last game of the season. Right. So one of them could get to 11 and 6 if they win the other two. But we control our own destiny. Um, If you look at the next three, they're all critical. The most important one is the Titan game. Um, because if the Texans beat the if the Texans run the table and they beat the Colts, and we lose the Titans and we have this, uh, the same record, then you get into like conference. You, get, you go down the because we'll both have the same division record, and it could get dicey there. Um, so the good news is you control your own destiny and you play uh, a first place team in the uh, Bucks, but then you play two last po- uh, place teams in their division in Carolina, Tennessee. So. The sky, you know, I know last night and the last three weeks have been tough, but the sky's not falling yet. It's sitting right in front of them. Um, It's December football. We talked about this. I think, you know, when we we thought about what their record would be, Pete is way off. He said 13-4. and Mm. Or maybe it was 14-3, and one of the two. 13. Um, No. Yeah, I'm off. Yeah, you're way off. I said – I said they'd be eleven and six, so I got a chance to be right yet. I'm not saying, but my point. But we also talked about. It. I felt like this would come down to having to win games in December to win the division, and that's where we're at. But you're in first place in the, like a lot better than where we were last year, when you had everything. You had to have everything. Every ball bounced your way to sneak into the playoffs. 
Now you can sit here and you can control it and you can march into the playoffs. Go win three straight. You feel great about yourself. You get a home playoff game. See what happens. That's and it's the one. not – the schedule's not daunting at no. all. No. And, Pete, you know this, and I don't think either of us would say, based on how the team's playing right now, they're going to do anything in the playoffs. But I've been part of teams and I've watched this league long enough. Yeah, you get hot at the right time. You get hot at the right time, you can find yourself going deep. I mean, I'll go back – I mean – Two teams that Tom Coughlin coached. One in the 96 Jaguars. Like, everyone talks about that magical season. Let me just remind everybody. <laughs> we needed a 33-yard field goal missed by a, a future Hall of Famer in Morton Anderson. And he slipped and shanked it left for us to get in. And then we got hot. And we built the Bills. We beat the Broncos. And, and we did we should have beat the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. We didn't play well in the, at the end. And you go look at those Giants teams. They were 9-7, and seven, snuck in as a wild card, and went and won the Super Bowl and beat an 18-0 Patriots team. So it's bad right now. The way this team is playing right now, they won't make the playoffs. The way they're playing, they won't beat the Bucks. I think anyone can beat the Panthers right now, so set them aside. I mean, except the Falcons. Except for the Falcons. Because they lost to them yesterday. And then and, you, and they need the – and the Jaguars need the Falcons this week, by the way. They play the Colts. They play the Colts. And then you have Tennessee, which is going to be tough no matter what. It's a division game. And Nashville. And if we have to win that to get into the playoffs and to win division, let me tell you what Mike Rabel will have that team ready to do. Whatever it takes not to do that. Now, are we a better team than them? Yes. Record proves that. But this team has to play better. So don't worry about – because Pete's right. It's like every one of these teams on the schedule, and Doug said it, we can play with anybody at times, and other times we look like we don't know which, you know, which ends up. And so don't worry about the schedule. Don't worry about the Titans, I mean the, the Colts or the Texans are doing. Because if you start playing better football, you'll get in, and then – Anything can happen. Anything. And if is and think about this: if they got in and they won the division, they win the next three and they got in, they'd probably play Cleveland, who they could have easily beat on the road when they. When That's they right. Were up there. I mean, there's still nobody in the AFC. Look how bad we played last night. It was ten three late in the third. A jump Against ball. Against the best team in the AFC. The best mm-hmm. team. In the, it was a jump ball. And we could not have played worse offensively in the first half. Nope. Missed field goals, fumble in the red zone, Oof. and just bad situation management at the end. So you, you, we say this all the time on this show. It's never as good as you think it is, and it's never as bad as you think it is. It's pretty darn bad in the first half. Yeah, but it's not as bad. Like you go watch the tape, you're like, okay, it's like it used to drive me crazy because Tom and Pete, you probably remember this. Tom always, I remember as a rookie, he'd say, "NFL NFL game is decided by five to seven plays a game. That's who that's who decides who wins and loses in the NFL." I used to, I listened to him the first time he said that. I'm like, you're crazy, old man. What are you talking about? It's gonna be 65, 70 plays. But then he went on to say, he says, the problem is you don't know which of those five to seven are going to make the difference whether you win or lose. So you got to go play every one. Like it's the most important play of the game. 
And you know what? He was right. Because you go back to that game yesterday, change the outcome of five to seven plays, the Jaguars win. Well, you go back to Cleveland, if they change the outcome of three busts, they win that game. They win that game. That, yeah, no, that, he's right. It's the same way every game. It's the same way every game. The problem is you don't know when it is. And the problem is, is if you beat – this is why you have to start by not beating yourself. And Doug said it in his presser, control what you can control. And that is knowing your assignments, good situational football, no pre-snap penalties. Tony, you mentioned getting hot in those teams that you were on, this 96 team and the Giants team. Those teams had – you guys were a young team, but you had a lot of veterans around that team that could kind of guide you a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but – and. Most the Giants those, team had Strahan and a lot of guys like yeah, that that Pete, could remember guide that team. That 96 team? How yeah. many of those veterans had ever been in the playoffs? Good point. <laughs> but, you know, Clyde Simmons Log, had been in the postseason. Clyde and, was like the only Log, one. was a veteran. No, but Logs, and, uh, Logs had as much playoff experience as I did going to that Buffalo I know, game. but he'd been around the league. I'm just saying there. He'd been around the league. No, and, I, I know, and, I'm joking with you. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so I think that mattered. That's the difference, I think, between that team – See, and I think that's a problem with this team. I, I I said this on Frank's show the other day. I think this team somehow gets full of itself when they start playing really well. And I, you can see with all the busts and the mistakes and everything else that the work, for whatever reason, in the same. The focus isn't the same. The false starts, they happen. And I think that's a byproduct of being a young team so at some point they got to start stop acting like a young team and go play yeah, and Doug, do the work. yeah but peterson it, made this point the other day i mean the, the young team stuff it's week 15 if you're a rookie I at agree. the start of the year i agree but you're not on, a rookie hold on. hold on let's let's go let's go through the pre-snap penalties yesterday evan ingram veteran yep um brandon sheriff one of the oldest guys on the team veteran mm-hmm. um walker little, walker little. little. Third-year player. So still younger, but still third-year player. These aren't guys who just showed up. Go look at the bus in the Cleveland game. Yeah. Like, one I know was one of two guys. It was either Rayshon or Darius. I'm not pointing the finger at either one. Both both, veteran players. That's right. Both good guys. Yes. You know – the well, one maybe they're the veteran. Maybe the veteran players aren't putting the work in. Then I don't know. I'm, I'm not my, my Pete. All I'm saying, I'm not saying whether they're putting the work in or not. I don't buy the young team. Is my point. Like we are now. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. The, group. the group's been together now for a second year. That's it's the end of the second year. You shouldn't be seeing this in year two. But I, and I just go back to like it, the bigger point about Pete, and I know you agree with this. Is like just find a way to get in. Because then you can get hot. Look at two years ago. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Nobody had that on their bingo list. No. And, and by the way, they had a chance. If Aaron Donald does not sack Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase had run past Jalen Ramsey. Yes. And they win the game. Wide open. Like, so um, my, like. Yeah. I agree. I agree, Tony. Get in, get hot, and maybe have a chance. Here, here's what. We, we haven't really gone through what how everybody played on on sunday night so we need to go we'll talk about the i think we need to talk about the quarterback a little bit more yep i think we yeah. need to, the offensive line 
uh, some of the other positions. And uh, and I know, JP, you want to keep it real, too. So we can do that. We'll keep it real with all that. How about that? No. Yeah, but we, I just think you got a level set after a game, and you're on a three-game losing streak. And it's, it, to me, it's almost – it's not binary, but it's close. If you don't play better, you're not beating anybody, you're not getting in. If you find a way to get in, you have as much of a chance as anybody else to go win the whole dang thing. Hey, Tony, we've got uh, Mr. Chubby's wings outside today. We were on location last week. We were. And now we've got the wings here. They, they bring it for our production staff each and every They're Monday. They're so kind. Uh, wings, um, quesadillas, mm. and mozzarella sticks. Ooh, so you got a little. Wow, you, you, got, went, you we got, went three for three, I bet, JP. So we got. So basically, uh. you're telling me we got a like a multi-ethnic <laughs> smorgasbord. You got Italian cheese sticks. Okay. You got quesadillas. I don't know where you're going Mexican, with this. Okay. And you have buffalo wings. I guess that's buffalo, American. <laughs> so sure. I'm just saying, but Chubby's does it all. It's like you can get so the whole you, platter, the Italy, whole. You, when you're in Italy, do you ever see, do you ever see cheese sticks when you're in Italy? Uh, no, but so. you know, but if you go to like, <laughs> you go to most, you go to most Italian restaurants, you get the cheese sticks. <laughs> I love cheese sticks, but they're not Ital- really Italian. They're the Ital- American. Yeah, when he goes to that the famous Italian place called Pizza Hut, he yeah. gets the cheese sticks they, to go with it. Yeah. But they have <laughs> cheese sticks. I mean, you, you guys know what I'm saying. So oh well done, Mr. Chubbies. Hey, uh, so we appreciate that each and every Monday. And we are back in just a moment. We will keep it real with all of the above listed by Pete Prisco. It's a long list. And we've got a lot to get to. Fanatics fan questions coming up. This is Jaguars Happy Hour, 1010XL, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIProductions.com. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. Not at liberty to speculate uh, with head injury, so I can't, I can't say one way or the other. The scramble play, I think it was the last one that he got hit on potentially. Um, uh, it's hard to say, but um, you know, continue to play, you know, the rest of the game, and then uh, he um, self-disclosed after the game to our to our docs and our trainers. That's head coach Doug Peterson today discussing. Trevor Lawrence in the concussion protocol after the game and the loss to the Baltimore Ravens. And welcome back. Jaguars happy hour on a Monday. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. And time now for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. And let's get to Pete's laundry list of things to discuss here. There's a lot, Pete, um, starting with the play of the quarterback before the concussion issue and uh, the offense just as a whole right now. We, we've touched on this obviously in the first hour, but uh, now what with three to go? Yeah, I just think there's something off about his game. And and I go back to early in the year when he was sped up a little bit. I, I think he's his mechanics have been sped up. He's been sped up. He's not setting his feet. Uh, he's leaning back sometimes when he throws. I'm not a quarterback, you know, coach or anything, but look at the, the there's no follow through um, to the target. It, it just, 
some of the mechanics seem to have waned, and these are passes he normally would hit. Now, this one we just showed the Ridley. Yeah. I think Ridley flattened that route out a little bit, and he thought he was going to the, you know, to the corner a little bit more. So I think that was more of a miss. This one here, that was yeah. more of a miscommunication, or you know, not working on the same page. But the one to Zay Jones in the middle of the field, he has to hit that. Uh, and there was another one in the middle. I think it's a Ridley. He overshot him too. This one, I think he thought since there was a guy inside that Evan's going to pivot and go back out. And there was definitely pressure coming at him, but all in all, like this one here, he's got to hit that, that that's mechanics. He's, he's falling back. Yeah. He's got to hit that. Second this one he's got to hit as well. The, the last one we saw was second and 10 mid fourth quarter and, um, you know, seven fifty to go or so. And so you're putting Evan Ingram one on him on third and three. I no, I'm not put, I'm not put, I don't know who who that was on. I just think he expected him to go out a little bit with the guy on the inside there. I'm not sure who that's on. It's hard for me to get it until we know how they read that out. You know what I mean? I still think he threw it a little quick, actually. I think he had an well, extra had, beat. I think he had a blitz coming at him. He, he did, but yeah, I thought he had an extra. Uh, extra I, I Listen, you know, there's not a bigger Trevor fan. I just didn't think he played well last night. I mean, I'll just make it as simple as I can. I don't think he was very accurate. I thought the end of the first half, whether you want to blame Doug or him, ultimately he's the quarterback. He's got to know better not to throw that ball. Um, so I, I just hit a bad game. It happens. Hmm. Unfortunate. So, all right. Tony, did you think he left some pockets that were actually okay, too, at times? I did. I thought he left a couple that were okay. Nothing jumped out at me, Pete. Like I, I don't think he was – Malicious in doing well, I'll give that. you one. You, and it wasn't awful or anything, but and he made a play on it where he flicked the ball to uh, ETN on that on that first in the first quarter, I think it was, when he picked remember where he just yeah, like, there, flicked the, it ahead to him? The, the pocket was squeezing on him though, Pete. Yeah, he had he could have stepped up. He had I yeah. I don't know. That was me. Yeah, I just again, mechanically he's not he, he he doesn't look like this, you know, he's not driving the ball like he did. Not, and that's not to say his arm isn't the same because he's still got the big arm. I, I do think his arm was impacted on that one sideline throw after he got hit, though. Oh, yeah. The he, there was about three or four. And you could see him shaking, trying to shake it yeah, out. I think he lost his hand. He, had that, he got hit pretty hard on that one scramble in the fourth quarter. I think it was like a little stinger down your arm, Tony. Yeah, because he, that... he one hop two in a row that he couldn't even get there. And you could see him trying to get feeling in his arm. So he was not 100%. Can I, can I say this about that quarterback, too? That is a tough man because I, I personally, and this is my belief, I think that concussion happened when he got his head slammed. I down do too, on the, Pete. I'm with you. I thought on the it, grounding I, call. Yes, yeah, so on the yes. grounding call in the third quarter. I think that's so what he, he got. Played the entire rest of the game. If you watch his head, his head bounces off the turf right here. We're looking at a, yeah. uh, I guess a, right oof. there. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah, the that's, one. That's I saw that happen. Concussion. I was like, oof, that's not good. That's where it happened. And in fact, they probably should have. Somebody should have buzzed down. And got him on the sideline. Now, also on the play where he was kind of squeezing his hand and, and trying to shake his arm out, I mean, he he got a forearm shiver from Roquan Smith on that play. Too. Yeah, I mean, I'm not Into saying – the head. There's no telling. I'm not saying it happened on this play. Yeah, you don't know. I just – I think it did. You just don't know. Or maybe it built up as the – Yeah, the who knows? On, I mean, a concussion know? can happen on multiple hits. Yeah. Um, but if – listen, that, you talk about the thing to watch – most closely this week is that it's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, it's big. It's real big. You, is he is he technically in the concussion protocol? Yes, now? yes. 
Last night he because went he in. Because he self-reported himself. Last night. And the doctors and trainers uh, said, yeah, you're in the protocol. So it's like a five-step process to get back. Well, we know a, a guy can get back from one having a concussion Sunday and play the following Sunday. Brock Purdy just did it, what, two weeks ago, Pete? Three weeks ago? Yeah. It doesn't well, he, happen all the time, though, Tony. No, it no, happens. no, no. There's a chance he won't. I'm just saying. Probably a better chance that he won't than he will. I disagree with that. You don't, you don't know. No, because every guy's different. Okay. Everyone's body heals differently. Everyone's body reacts differently. You don't know the severity of it. I mean, some guys get concussions, and it's like a month. They just can't get over it. They get, you know, can't bright lights bother them, mm-hmm. nauseous, all that stuff. Other guys get a concussion, and they're rolling. I mean, I, I only had one – I mean, back when, when Pete covered us, they didn't really talk about concussions. They didn't talk about concussions like they do now. You would have never, you would have never said that. Well, you didn't think about it. It wasn't like – the only – like, you had, I had headaches all the time after games. and stuff. You never you – I mean, we weren't trained to think that way. It is now like that's it's in the zeitgeist. I mean, that's how people think, and like it's. And I'm not to, it, trying to protect guys' heads. That's important because the only concussion I had that was diagnosed as a concussion in the NFL was for me was playing the Ravens, and I gave it to myself because I was chasing a. It was either a fumble or a pick that Mark either dropped or threw, and I dove because I was so mad trying to uh, tackle the guy. I missed the guy over the pile and somehow I landed head first into the turf <laughs> and I knocked my, I, I, I remember I couldn't, I was, I don't know if I was knocked out, but I wasn't getting up and they came out and got me. It was the last play before the half. And, uh, I was back on the field, second play of the second half. And I woke up the next day. There was no concussion protocol or anything like that. And I felt like felt lousy the next day, but by, Wednesday at practice, I was back practicing. I felt fine. Like, I, I mean, hmm. now, maybe if I knew what the symptoms were back then, I wasn't feeling fine, but I didn't – I mean, I was – there was no impact that I had felt. So, my point Did is – Did you say, have stomach dis- discomfort from your concussion? Uh, Sometimes guys get, like, yeah, sick to the stomach. get nauseous. Um, I, I, I didn't feel great that night. I can't remember, Pete, if I was – I didn't throw up um, or anything like that. I didn't feel right. I didn't feel right the next day, but by Wednesday it was like no headache. I was like, okay, I'm fine. And I was back on the field. But you didn't now, have to go through a battery of tests. No, that's my point. Either. I could have been yeah. messed up, and I had no idea. There was no testing back then. Mm. Right. I mean, it was literally me yelling at the doctor that I was going back in the game on the sideline. See, you playing that week is why you get all worked up when I start arguing with you on here. Huh? Oh, probably. Yes. I probably have some issues. And I'm you, not, got some, you got something yeah, that happened some, that week that brings the anger out. Yeah, <laughs> something happened. And so it's much better now because they have protocols. We know more about concussions. I mean, there's correct. I mean, in high school, I mean, remember, I mean, smelling salts in high school. I remember I got back from a game. I couldn't remember my locker combination. I mean, there's games in college where you like you black out on the field, like, but no one, you didn't think about it. No, they, they jam the thing in your nose and tell you to get, sniff it and get back in the game. And 
and now and I'm not saying that's right. It doesn't make us better. It's never right. Just tougher. like not drinking water during practice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. that's our thing. You used to have to have like permission from the coach to go have a water break. <laughs> and, like, think about that. <laughs> two a days, hot, ninety degrees. Like you're punished, or the punishment was. We had three in practice, three days in in Florida heat, and the coach wouldn't let us have a water break. We had one break, so you know what we did, Tony? We filled up our helmet full of water and drank from the hole in the helmet on the way back. It's disgusting. I mean, but <laughs> and so that's a long story. Saying is, some of this is out of, this is out of uh, Trevor's control, because he's going to go through a batteries of tests and protocols, and to make sure. He's okay because you got to like, especially a guy like Trevor, because you know, if there's any chance he's going to play, just look at this year with the MCL, the high ankle. I mean, the guy is going to push himself to be out there. And when it comes to head injuries, this is where you need, and this is what the NFL's put this concussion protocol in place. You need the doctors and the trainers to protect the player from himself. And that's why he'll go through these tests. It's out of his hands, and it's we'll find out. Probably not till late this week because if it's a five-step um, process, so t- t- I, I assume JP and Pete, maybe you know, I don't know a lot about this. Today's day one. Well, just doing simple math, day five is Friday. Correct. <laughs> so you're probably not going to hear anything until Friday night or Saturday whether he's playing or not. That would be my guess. That's. I mean, Pete, do you do think you, he plays right now uh, as we sit here on Monday? You think he plays? I do. I think he plays too. I have, by the way, I have zero medical proof of that. I have not talked to Trevor. I haven't talked to anyone about his, and by the way, no one's going to say anything because I don't think they're allowed. Correct. Um, So I have no, it's just my gut that says he'll be out there. I think he has like, I think his parents passed some special genes, healing genes or something. He just, I, I think he's, I think, and I think he'll try to do everything he can to play. But if he can, he can't, and that's probably best for him. If the doctors and they're all just say he's not ready, then he shouldn't be out there. It's not. Yeah. It's not calling worth it. Nick Foles. Calling Nick Foles. Paging <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick Foles. <laughs> because you have to. When it comes to head injuries, you have to protect guys against yes. themselves. Yeah, and that's why I think it's he. He self-reported himself because obviously he felt symptoms and he did the right thing. He, he didn't feel right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, guy, yeah. like, listen, you see it all the time. I'm convinced, like, guys will make up an injury if they can't get up on the field at times if they're kind of dinged. Oh, it's my shoulder. <laughs> my shoulder. They don't want to call it a head injury. They don't want to call it a head Got injury because okay. you know today, in today's NFL, if, yeah. it, if you get diagnosed with a head injury, it's out of your hands. Yeah. It's not like it's you rolled your ankle, can you tough it out? <laughs> Even if you want to tough it out at an injury, the NFL has put things in place. They have independent neurologists. They have these – like everyone's on high alert, and they should be. That was Keeping It Real presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. And, Tony, you might not be a doctor. However, you did get the word zeitgeist into the show tonight. You liked that, didn't you? I was you? impressed by that. Yes. That was impressive, Pete. Does Pete even hey, know? Tony does Pete even know what Zeit, Does Pete, Pete? Do you even know what zeitgeist means? Uh, no. 
Do you, JP? Uh, yeah, I do. What is it? It's like a, a, a mood of an era. Yeah, it's like the era. Kinda. It's like what's going on. It's like what's kind of like the feeling of that That's per- right. time period. That's a, a loose way to describe yeah, what's, it. Yeah. What's the feeling of the time period? What? How'd you reference that? I didn't even hear it. Uh, the, the concussion, concussion. protocols the protocols. It's like, now. Like, it's like oh, the, the zeitgeist. Yeah, it's kind of like the zeitgeist of how, we op- it's how people operate. It's the, uh, you know, kind of. That's impressive. Yeah, I must how say how we look at how we look at the concussions now compared to when. Yeah, it's just like a different. It's a different feeling and culture of, of like, like Pete. It's like here's a good example. Like when we were playing and you were covering this team, no one cared if you had a concussion or not. It's like suck it up, get back out there. Yeah. And not because they were bad and no one. We didn't think about it the right way. People viewed it differently. And now since the lawsuit from the NFL PS or the players against the NFL, the ruling, and now they have all these things. It forced everyone to take a hard look because of CT and whatever at it. And now it's a much different feeling of how we view head injuries. I was just, I just wanted to compliment you on your usage of the word. Thank you very much. It was well done. Uh, Just announced the Turnpike Troubadours returned to Daly's place this April this gritty, country-leaning roots rock band is a fan favorite and I can't miss. So tickets on sale now at dailiesplace.com. Fanatics fan questions. When we return, we're recapping a Jaguars loss to the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. Welcome back. It is... Jaguars happy hour on a Monday presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. Time for the Fanatics fan questions. Jaguars fans, gear up at Fanatics.com with all the latest Jag style. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com officially licensed everything. We're learning new words today in the show. There's a lot going on here. I mean, this is, we're figuring out the offense, not really... What did we figure out about the offense? I missed that. Figured out segment. they didn't play well last night. <laughs> okay. That's what I figured out. You got that going for you. So that's good. Pete's learning new words. We're, we're educating Pete. Pete, I, like that's something big for me that I actually educated you on a word. That's, I would I, never use that word. I'm <laughs> not, not, not the, shocked by that at all. not the point. Question number one. What? What, just because you use a word when you can use something else, JP, that makes you – you could use something much simpler. So why would you make it more complicated? I agree. So you can act- I agree. You make it where everybody can understand what you're saying, right? Correct. Yeah. JP, uh, I heard you doing a game the other day, by the way. Oh, thank, nice. thanks, Pete. I appreciate I it. I feel like I just got ripped for using a, the, yeah, you did. a, a good you did. word properly. You're trying to act smart because you went to Southern California, which you don't need to do. You can just talk normally like a I, human. But you, you knew exactly what I knew exactly what you meant because I'm a little smarter, from than, Alabama. I'm smarter than Pete. You went to Alabama. I, I did, yeah. Harvard of the South. He went to ASU. That explains oh everything. Party school. Party school. I scored 1,400 on my SATs. I don't know what you're talking um, about. Pete, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, Pete. Saturday night. Yeah, I heard you. Yeah. Nice job. JP yeah. does a good job. He's very good at what he really does. Lions uh, did a good job Saturday night too, by the way. You're like the lion you're like the Lions play by play guy. I need to get an apartment in Detroit, I think. I've been this nine nights in Detroit this year. Four oh, in wow. training camp, three Thanksgiving, two this weekend. Let's get to the questions, shall okay, we? Let's do that. The cat signal is out. Here's the best we've come up with. At St. Aug underscore Jags fan. Are the playoffs still a lock? 
I'm out of the no. lock business now, for the record. We, we figured that out last week. I'm out. So, I'm out. So, you guys talk amongst yourselves. This is an easy one for me. Lock the playoffs. It's a lock. Whoa. Even if Trevor doesn't play this it's week? It's a lock, Pete. You heard what I said. It's a lock. He didn't stutter. Okay, I'm not I'm not going that far. Yeah, because you... Well, I'm not... I'm just... I'm a realist. I'm not a pom-pom waiver like you, but I'm a realist. What part of this show today made me sound like a pom-pom wear? When you uh, weren't questioning Doug for not spiking the football. First of all, <laughs> I'm going to ask a neutral person here. JP. Yes, Tony. Did I say on the air that I disagreed and I would have spiked the ball? No, you said, in fact... Uh, Pete, I agree with you. I would have spiked the ball. However, there are multiple ways to do it. Okay, but same thing. I mean, yeah. I said I like. Well, that's like hedging. It's like hedging what you're saying. You're it's not hedging it at, at all, Pete. It's, it's actually one saying or the other. Which do you think what he was wrong about? Was he wrong? Because there's no. Okay, we can, we can both sit here and say Trevor was wrong, right? Yeah, Trevor shouldn't have thrown the ball. Okay, now we can. I can sit here and say I think Doug was wrong. You will say you would have disagreed with him, but you're not going to say he was wrong. Based on the play execution, they were everyone was wrong. I'm just saying philosophically, what he said after the no philosophically, what he said after the game about the situation. Okay, I disagree. I don't. I would take a different tact, but he's not the only person. In the NFL, that thinks going faster gives you well, an advantage and well, go. They're all wrong. Okay. I, Pete's uh, the smartest guy in football. Yeah. Just ask him. I might be. Uh, well, I, I give myself more options, I'll tell you that. So I don't know where I was pom-pom waving. I have no problem. I love this franchise. I we'll love this team. Put a up. Is Tony, Tony pom-pom waving? No, go ahead. Go. Put it up. Uh, so you're not locking for the record, Pete. You're not locking. No, hell no. And, JP, you can never lock anything ever I'm out. Yet. I'm out of the lock business. I told By you By the way. People, people I, are all saying, don't, don't let JP. <laughs> you know, somebody actually was really harsh, and they said, let triple lock Trent Balky go in or something. I saw that on Twitter. Wow. Okay, but here's the, here's the good news. The triple lock curse is over. You triple locked it. We lost three in a row. We've paid our penance. We are free. We're going to win. It's like the groups of three. Groups like, of three. Like Jack White. The That's musician, exactly right. The whole deal. Exactly right. Uh, next question. At Brandon Bush 817, are you worried about Trevor? Is this team just not that good? And he's trying to play hero ball, and it's just not working out. What's that question? Are, are you, you worried about Trevor? Or is this team just not that good? How about he had a bad game? Okay. Is this and, really the secret the way, media the member? The hero ball thing is another way of saying, is he pressing because of what's around them and what's happening around them? And the answer to that question, I would say, is yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. But it's not hero ball. That's a, that's a strange way to describe it. I think he is pressing at times, though. Oh, you still haven't named the media member you were I'm crushing not, in the I, opening of the show. I'm not going to. I told Why not? you. That. You know what you could. You know what you can do. You can figure it out. I, not, I think I know who it is. Oh, I'm not going to name him either. I know who it is. You know who it is. Yeah, if you guys. Okay, but if, I didn't bring it up. I'm not. No, I, I didn't brought bring it up either. I brought it up saying I'm not going to say the guy's name. Why not? Because I don't want to. Didn't you if, bring up Hayes I'll last time? I'll say his time? name. I'll say his name. I know who it is. Go ahead, say it then. It was Hacker. Do you confirm or deny this, uh, Tony? Wait, 
I'm just confirming this that I think it's a I think it's a ridiculous comment. I think I think it's a ridiculous comment to make. And I don't think he was making the comment. If I read it right, he wasn't making the comment to say he would take Gardner Minshew over Trevor Lawrence because I think he actually said he wouldn't. I'm just moving why tweet. Is that two uh, media guys in two years that he's he's just shredded? JP? Yeah, that's wow. two. He had Hayes a few years ago, and I he didn't... was trying to fire Todd Wash, and now <laughs> well, it's this one. Say about me back in the day when I covered the team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next question. Let's move along. At Jaws nine six zero six zero eight. I've noticed our O line never takes exception when opposing players get a little extra twist, pull, or forearm shot on Trevor. Where's the nastiness? Where are the enforcers? Baselli and Cersei would have been fighting. Okay, before we get to this, I'm just going to read this tweet out oh, loud. Oh gosh, and Pete, that was a perfect lead into that. And Pete, if you uh, tell me what this says. This may be a bad time to bring it up, but Gardner Minshew went into Baltimore and beat the Ravens on their home field earlier this year. Like you're what you're saying there. What do you what you re, what are you saying there, Pete? When that is said, he's just irritating people like you. No, no what, didn't me. he follow up with another one though? Well, I think after he got a bunch of heat, they someone yeah. he's. I was just joking. Well, it didn't seem to come across it, but well, to the, actually, hey. you know what he's actually stating a fact. <laughs> uh, that's fine, but what's the point? Two different teams, two different situations, different players. So give me a break. Hey, let's bring the question so back the, up the on Jaguars.com, by the way. Yeah, uh, the O-line never takes exception when opposing players get little extra on sh- Trevor. Where's the nastiness? Where are the enforcers? You and Cersei would have been fighting. Right? Okay, let me say this. Because I I want to be careful here because I used to hate it when players would do this. Like, back in my day, the old days. You literally just did that a whole segment. I know. About no water and concussions. Well, no, that was joking. I was, that was, we were joking. Not the concussions, but the water. Right. The game is different. You couldn't play the way we played. There are also the ways you get guys back at guys. You would start cutting guys. You can't do certain things anymore. You could play through the echo of the whistle, and there was no late hits. You could get in a Fist fight, pretty really? aggressive yeah. brouhaha and the worst that was going to happen was a 15-yarder. And most likely, 90% of the time, it was going to be offsetting. You could get guys on the ground and go after them. That was not illegal. There's a lot of things you can't do today that if guys did, they would either get thrown out of the game or it would be like 1,000 yards well, of penalty and everything the else. The Steelers had one of their safeties suspended for the rest of the season today. And by the way, that's a travesty. What's his name? Right. KZ. What's his Demonte KZ. Demonte yeah. KZ. I I am sorry. It is ridiculous. It's criminal that the NFL suspended you for a play that you purposely pulled your head out. You he, led. No, he went on appeal. He'll you went led appeal. with the shoulder. It is not his fault that Gardner Minshew, Hacker's favorite quarterback, <laughs> threw a ball where he should not have thrown it. Tom Brady said it best today. Hey quarterbacks stop throwing the ball where you're going to get your guy knocked out because there's once a time in this league when you played quarterback you didn't throw that ball because you actually liked the guy you're playing with and you knew if you threw it in certain places against certain defenses that dude might not be back the next week or ever because he might be dead because guys got knocked out now i'll get the old guy i think the game was better then not because I don't want guys getting knocked out, because 
you had you couldn't throw the play, ball certain places. And if you did, you paid the price. And as a quarterback, you better understand that. That's not DeMonte Casey's fault. That was Gardner Minshew throwing a ball where he shouldn't have and a guy trying to make a heck of a play. What's Casey supposed to do? Sit there and let him catch it? It's football. He led with his shoulder. He did what he best he could to protect himself and the other guy, but he's supposed to dislodge the ball from the guy. That should not only not have been a penalty, it should have been a penalty. And the guy's getting suspended for a year? Give me a break. Three That's games. terrible. Three games. And uh, playoffs. It, it, it's terrible. Well, they won't be in the playoffs, so I don't think he's going to worry about the postseason. But, Pete, you know Three what I'm games. saying? It's terrible. No, I agree. I think it was a te- – they'll, they'll reduce that on, on appeal. But you're taking money out of the guy's pocket. So, like, back to the question that they're asking, there's certain things you can't do that Leon and I and other players did. You just can't do it. It's a different game. Do I think – I'm less worried about these guys responding. You want to set the tone? Come off the ball. Move people. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you saw the Buffalo-Dallas game, but there was a, a, a Prescott slid and somebody hit him and Zach Martin went over and hit that guy, got a 15-yard penalty and was offsetting. Oh, so he, not, took away the, he took away the 15 yards that they would have had by, by just going over and getting in a guy's face. No, That makes no sense. No, but my boy – and I guess I would ask the guy the, who posted on X, the uh, Jack fan, at what point in yesterday's game – did something happen that the Baltimore Ravens did that would cause an offensive lineman the need to go take out a guy? I didn't think the Ravens were dirty. Well, no, on the on the play where uh, Roquan Smith got the forearm to Trevor's head, and then the other guy comes from behind when Trevor's on his knees, like kind of chokes him and brings him back, and that's when he hurt his arm. Right? I mean, on that play, it just seemed a little extra. Well, now, do I think Twisted the offensive line should have been chasing him down the field and? Uh, getting guys off the pile? Absolutely. That was like one, like, and again, you got to be careful because you can't get a, like, Pete, I mean, you remember this, Pete, when you covered and when I played? Like, we were told you better chase the play and clean guys off the pile. What that meant is, and the officials allowed it, basically, like, you had a little bit of time after the whistle to take a shot at a guy. And, like, the rule was don't stand around a pile. Right. Because you're going to get hit. No. Can't do you, that anymore. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, no. no. Now, do I think they should have been down there and, and, like, not letting anything happen until the whistle? Absolutely. But do now, I think – hell, you can't even pull a guy off a pile anymore. It's a penalty. And so, like, just to all our fans, I don't, I don't think any of those offensive linemen are – they're tough guys. Like, and let me be clear here. When I say they're not physical, I'm not saying I'm not questioning their toughness. You play that game; those are tough dudes. I'm just saying the way they play and the way we play offense, and the and the 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 type of um, leverage we play with, and the size and strength, does not allow us to be physical. I'm not questioning but Tony, their toughness. You're, they're all tough. Everybody in the NFL. That's my tough. point. I just want to make sure. Degrees of toughness, like you, you always say, Cam Robbins is the toughest offensive lineman that they have when he plays. I didn't. No, I don't say he's the toughest. He has the most attitude, and he's the nastiest offensive lineman they have. Okay. I think. Nasty. Like, let me tell you what. Like Brandon Sheriff. He's at the end. He's an old. I mean, he's and playing guard as you get older, and he's not the biggest man. He's big for an average person, but like in NFL circles, he's not like just gigantic, thick dude. He's an athletic guard. 
And he does not have the legs that he once did. He's a good pass blocker. He is great pulling. He's not going to physically move a big man. It's not his game right now. But if you ask me, is Brandon Sheriff tough? Oh, my goodness. The dude is tough as nails. He shows up every Sunday, plays through pain, fights his tail off in the like every play. So he did in the last month, last season, the core thing. He played I mean, through it. The dude is tough. Yeah. So please, when you hear me, fans, and like Leon and I were no tougher than these guys. That's that's ridiculous. That's moronic. These guys are tough dudes. It's a different game with different rules. And I don't change my opinion. I don't think they're a physical group. They don't move people. That's what I mean by physical. I just want to make sure that is crystal clear because I will never question, unless it is so obvious, a guy's toughness on the offensive line especially. Those are five tough dudes. Walker Little, what he did, and what Ezra Cleveland did playing through injury, that's toughness. Right. They, they, they got my respect. We are clear. Crystal. Crystal clear. clear. Thank Am you. I clear? Uh, crystal. Crystal clear or crystal? Crystal. I can have the reporter read it back to you. Uh, at Dan8381, maybe the most important question to be asked is what Tony Baselli is getting Pete Prisco for Christmas. Huh. Cole. I'm wondering myself. Cole. Cole? I don't know. He, he, Pete, he Pete's came the, with an attitude, so he gave me an attitude today. So Pete's, the bad, Pete's the bad elf. Yeah. I'm, 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 what are you talking about? You're I'm a bad, bad elf. elf. Well, I mean, you have the, I mean, you have a stature of a, the bad elf. I'm the Grinch, Tony. You're not tall enough for the the Grinch. I'm the Grinch. I'm I'm the I'm the angry Grinch. I'm just a realist. You're a pom pom waver. <laughs> <laughs> you can get him a set of pom poms, Tony. That's what you could get him. Yeah. Oh gosh. Let's man. come back in a moment. Um, around the NFL and Monday Night Football. Can't wait. When we come back, uh, it's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center in Jacksonville. And for 10 years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all the available inventory and go Jags. I JP like that. Shadrick, that's Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco, the uh, Jaguars d- dropped one to the Ravens yesterday. So the playoff races are heating up, Pete, and here we are with three weeks to go, and hey, the NFC's interesting. Philly plays tonight. They've lost two in a row, and they're on the road in Seattle, and all of a sudden, the Cowboys, I mean, what in the world happened to them? Can I say something about the Cowboys? Yeah. I'm going to give Pete credit. Here's my Christmas present to Pete. Oh, that's nice. Pete said it three weeks ago, I think it was, that Buffalo has found something, and nobody wants to play them. And when he said it, I was like, whatever. You know, Pete's such a Josh Allen fan, uh, the other Josh Allen, not our Josh Allen, that I'm like, come on, he's just, you know, you know, fanboying Josh Allen and the Bills. Pete was right. What they found was a running game, 266 well, yards last night. But they're, they're a much – I don't know what happened, Pete, and I don't watch them enough. I know you do. They are the team. They might be the best team in the AFC right now. Correct. They might be. And they might not and make the playoffs. Their defense has gotten a lot better, Took. Okay? They got guys back. Young guys are playing better. 
but the offensive line has really come on, really come on. I mean, they were just mauling dudes on Sunday, and they protected better. Spencer Brown, you know him, the right tackle. He's had a rough couple go the last couple of years. He's healthy now. He's playing really good at right tackle. So I think you add it all up. You know Josh Allen's going to give you what he can give you. They didn't even need him on Sunday. Didn't even need him. They're the best team in the AFC right now. They would be the uh, to me. They'd be the favorite if they can get in. I don't. They might not even get in. Though. Well, they're eight and six right now, but they're outside because of tiebreakers, right, Pete? Yeah, but here's the thing, Tony. They win the next two. Miami loses either to Dallas or Baltimore, which they could lose both of those. Yeah. The final game of the season in Miami will be for the division title. And probably flex to Sunday night, I would guess. Yeah, I'll say this: the Dolphins aren't beating the Ravens. Not at Baltimore. No, they're not physical enough. And I don't think they're beating the Cowboys either. Is it in Miami? That's at home. That's at home. Yeah, they might be. They could, though. They they, they could. They could beat the Cowboys. They are not beating the Ravens. No. Mm. Nope. So, if Miami loses, and then Josh Allen has owned the Dolphins, by the way. And who does Buffalo have left? They have... At the Chargers with Easton Stick. Okay, that's that's a win. Then they get New England at home. That's a win. I mean, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So at eleven and at ten and seven, do they get in? Well, they would if who my oh Buffalo. Yeah, if they lost that last game, you're talking about. There's a possibility. Monday night football, we head to the Pacific Northwest. The 10-3 Philadelphia Eagles look to rebound from back-to-back losses with a new defensive play caller. They face the 6-7 Seattle Seahawks, who've dropped four straight. Ratings high in Detroit, and Eagles win secures a Lions playoff berth. Who you got tonight? I got uh, Philly. How about Matt, I, Pat- how about Matt Patricia going to be like, what is, what's going on there, Pete? They, they made a change, Sean decided. The defense has been terrible. They're 29th in the league in pass defense. They're terrible on defense, so I get it. I think this is going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be a lot of points. Both quarterbacks are, you know, we don't know Hurts' status. It looks like he's going to play. But I think the Eagles will find a way to win this game. Hey, no, no show next week, Pete. Ha- a Merry Christmas. Ha- hey, have a great Christmas, guys. And no show the following week either. That's right. Merry we'll Christmas. Three Happy weeks. New Year. We'll see you in 2024. Wow. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Pete Briscoe, Tony Baselli, our entire crew. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening. It's Jaguars Happy Hour.